welcome to Weekly Ways to Better Days, the podcast. I am your host, Katie Ways. I am a certified life coach that helps women recover from burnout and trauma. In this podcast, I discuss everything related to healing, whether it be my own personal healing journey or stories from my clients and others that I have helped along the way. Thank you for joining me. Hey, welcome to episode 22, all about breaking habits. So this week, I want to discuss breaking habits and choosing to create changes. I am currently doing a liver detox and I'm on day three. I decided a little over three weeks ago that I wanted to break this lifelong habit of consuming mass amounts of processed sugars. I have been binging on sugar since I can remember. There was always sugar available in my house and my parents never really monitored my sugar intake. In fact, my parents consumed quite a bit of sugar themselves. As addiction runs through most of my family, including my stepdad, I watched my parents consume sugar like addicts. My mom would get on kicks and would buy and binge on candy. First, it was those like really yummy creamy lollipops. <laughs> then she started buying Tootsie Rolls. There was a time where she was buying big chocolate bars like I mean big like I'm talking like I don't know six seven inch chocolate bars and eventually it went to life saver mints she would literally buy bags of these things and fall asleep while eating them my dad would wake up in the middle of the night and have a big cup of ice cream filled to the brim and when I'm talking about a cup I'm talking about like a drinking cup so it was a good amount of ice cream not like a coffee cup but like an actual drinking cup we had all of the little Debbie snacks and cookies in our house you could think of I like to call myself little Debbie sometimes because I've consumed so much of it (laughs) I was allowed to walk to 7-eleven and pick up candy on my summer breaks, or when I would walk to school in the morning. Sugar was literally the first drug I was ever introduced to, like most people. And I say drug because it literally hits the same receptors as heroin. I became a full-blown sugar addict as a child. I would use sugar to feel good and to get my dopamine hits, I would eat sugar if I was sad, I would eat sugar to celebrate, I would eat sugar because I was bored, I would think about eating sugar, I would crave it. For a really long time, I didn't see a problem with it. To be honest, it was completely normal in my house. I didn't know the health risks, I didn't know it was in pretty much everything processed I consumed and I definitely didn't understand the true impact that it had on my body. As I got older, my binging on sugar got much worse. 
as more trauma occurred in my life, I consumed more sugar. It didn't matter what stress I was under, it could make me lose my appetite, but I would still reach for sugar. When me and my first long-term boyfriend broke up, I was barely eating food, but I was getting a pack of red vines and drinking a Red Bull to move through my day. And I'm talking consistently, not just like here and there. No, this was like a daily habit for a while. When I say it was a problem, I mean a problem. I once ate a tub of red vines in two days all by myself. I'm telling you, I'm talking about the big tub of red vines that like your teacher has in the classroom or like that they take to parties. And I ate that whole thing by myself in two days. I would bake brownies or a cake and the sheet would be gone in less than 24 hours. If I baked it in the evening, it would be gone by mid-morning. I suffered from stomach issues since I was about 9 or 10. I was put on a diet that consisted of Jello and Gatorade from the doctor at that age, which is so crazy now that I think about it. Like, it actually makes me laugh because I'm like, okay, so you just put me on a diet full of sugar. It was like, all right, um, this is my dream. This is going to help me? Just eating a bunch of sugar? Cool. Later on, I was put on so many different medications. I had an endoscopy where they shoved a camera down my throat, and I was told that I had gastritis at the age of 17, which is inflammation of the lining of your stomach. I was put on all different kinds of medications and also put on antacids. Not one doctor besides the Jello diet doctor told me to change my diet. They didn't ask me how much sugar I was consuming or what I was putting into my body. They just gave me prescriptions. When I was 23, I started to take my health into my own hands. I started eliminating all kinds of foods, taking all kinds of supplements. I would mitigate my sugar intake for some time. And then binge on it again, of course. When my mom passed away in 2014, I literally didn't eat much of anything but sugar and I drank Red Bulls. I was literally living off of sugar and caffeine. And if I wasn't drinking Red Bulls, I was drinking mass amounts of coffee. Finally, in the beginning of 2016, I broke my fingers while practicing jujitsu. During this time, I decided I wanted to support my body and healing as best as I could do so. So I went on a plant-based diet in hopes that I would mitigate some of the inflammation and my fingers would heal because I was in so much pain through this whole process. I literally had become the healthiest I had ever been and healed my gut issues. I started eating mass amounts of veggies, um, which I had never really done. I was mainly like a chicken tender eater. (laughs) Um, That was my staple. 
So this didn't stop my sugar intake. Although I was eating the, I although I wasn't eating the processed sugar and the processed, sorry, although I wasn't eating the processed junk, like all the boxed stuff I was eating before, I would still find a way to consume large amounts of sugar. Like we would make these things called brookies, right? With they were with garbanzo beans and like maple syrup and you know some chocolate chips but the thing was is I would eat again the whole entire tray. In 2017 I was competing in jiu-jitsu tournaments every month. With these tournaments you have to make weight so I would force myself to lighten the consumption of sugar but then of course after every competition after I weighed in I would eat junk. I would binge on it. As time passed, my plant-based diet became a vegan diet where I would still eat junk, but as long as it was vegan, it was okay. So technically, Oreos and Skittles are both vegan. The binging on sugar continued. Again, I would consume it when I was sad, happy, stressed, That's what I would go to. It was my go-to. Let me tell you, my stress increased drastically in 2021. My family was going through a lawsuit. Many changes were occurring and I was burning out. My sugar intake just kept increasing By the end of 2021, I was burnt out and being mindful of what I was eating. I wasn't consuming as much sugar, but I would still binge on it here and there. Mid-2022, I had tested positive for an autoimmune disease. This kicked my ass into gear and I went on a medical medium cleanse and was limiting my sugar. I was getting a bunch of blood work done and I was being really mindful because I didn't want an autoimmune disease. I got tested again and the autoimmune disease marker was no longer there. This was a huge stressor for me because one of my biggest fears in life was ending like ending up like my mom, full of health issues. And as A lot of y'all know my mom passed away right before her 52nd birthday, so she was fairly young. This scared me enough for some time, but then a really big stressor came. My roommate's boyfriend freaked out on me, and I packed up my whole entire life in one week's notice and moved from Southern California to Austin, Texas. I had nothing lined up, no job, no house, no nothing. I booked an Airbnb and left everything I knew behind me. My younger sister joined me. Once I got to Texas, I decided that I wasn't going to be vegan anymore after six and a half years. Oh, did this open the floodgates. Everything that I had been restricting myself from for the last six and a half years was fair game. Let the binging begin. 
I started binging on all of the sugars. I got sick with a virus that went to my eye. Still didn't stop. I just continued to eat sugar. Back in February, I released a podcast episode, episode 14, about being sexually abused by my biological father. This release of information brought up so much within me that allowed me to take my healing to a deeper level. This healing gave me the space to start questioning my current beliefs and how I was living. I came to the realization that after four years of trying to convince myself that I didn't want children, that I really did want them. In that moment, something clicked. I questioned how I was currently living my life and how I would change it if I wanted to be a parent. This is, <clears throat> this is when I asked myself, what is the cost of me continuing to binge on sugar? Potential diabetes, definitely a higher chance of getting diabetes if I got pregnant, continuing to inflame my body, continuing to have skin issues, meaning my face breaking out in rashes, my uh, feet having blisters on them, not being able to live in a way that I want to live long term, and potentially passing on sugar addiction to children like it had been done to me. Then I asked myself, what is the cost of me giving up sugar and eating in a way that supports me and my body? The answer was, I would be giving up the instant dopamine hits. I would have to sit with my feelings and actually feel them. Potential withdrawal symptoms and being mindful about what I was consuming. Then I decided right then and there that I wanted to support my body as best as I can for myself and my potential child or children in the future. I decided instead of saying I can never have sugar again or for a certain period of time, I was just going to do my best in every moment to choose to support my body. The whole elimination mindset has never worked for me. Anytime I say no more of whatever it is, my brain hyper-focuses and constantly thinks about wanting it. This makes it so much more difficult for me. So instead of focusing on what I don't want, the consumption of sugar, I started focusing on what I do want. I want to support my body. I want to eat foods that nourish my body. I want to feel good. I want to have a body that can carry a baby when that time comes. I want to be able to move my body in all the ways that I love to. Of course, the urge for sugar comes. 
I have ice cream in my fridge, or sorry, not my fridge, in my freezer that has been there for over a month. I have chocolate bars in my pantry that have been sitting there for a month as well. It's in my house and I have total access to it. I'm not telling myself I can't have it. I am just focusing on what I want to consume for my health. Let me tell you, having ice cream and chocolate in my house for a month is absolutely unheard of. Like, that usually doesn't last more than a couple days if I'm lucky. Naturally, I haven't been consuming sugar. I have been through stressful times. I have been on my period. I have felt sad. I have been frustrated and angry. Yet, I have chosen to feel and not use sugar to cope and get that instant dopamine hit or a feeling of relief. I am not saying I will never consume sugar again. I am not creating absolutes for myself. I am simply giving myself the choice. I am reminding myself of what I want. I don't feel deprived because, again, I'm not focusing on what I don't want. I'm focusing on what I want. I always feel deprived when I tell myself I can't have something or I'm going to cut this out. I felt deprived for almost six and a half years being vegan, honestly. I am now getting my dopamine from connecting with others, from exercising, from preparing delicious and nutrient-dense meals. For me, focusing on what I want rather than what I don't want has been true freedom. In all of my attempts of healing my addiction to sugar, this feels different. I don't think about it all of the time. When I do think about it, I remind myself why I am choosing to do this and why I want to be doing this. That has literally been the difference of being successful versus unsuccessful like I have been in the past. So if you are trying to break a habit or an addiction, first and foremost, it's important to learn how to feel your feelings. Most Everything we do is to avoid negative feelings or to try and feel positive feelings. Once you learn how to feel your feelings, I want to invite you to check out episode 15. I talk about feeling feelings and how to feel your feelings. Then you can start breaking habits that you are doing trying to avoid feeling your feelings. Then you can focus on what you want rather than what you don't want. Your brain doesn't notice the don't in front of the want. It just focuses on the want. So if you are focusing on what you don't want, that will be at the forefront of your brain 
and your brain will try to get it. So if you say no sugar, your brain just says sugar and says sugar and says sugar and just yells at you, sugar, I want sugar. And that is not fun to deal with. When you focus on what you do want, your brain will focus on that and will have that at the forefront. So when I tell myself I want to focus on feeding my body nutritious foods that support it, my brain then goes and looks for ways to eat those nutritious foods, to make those nutritious foods, and to feed my body things that will benefit it. So if you have been looking to break a habit or an addiction and have had difficulty, I want to invite you to click the link in the show notes and book your free mini session. I have broken many habits utilizing this framework and have created new and intentional habits and am ready to help you do the same. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week and I will see you on the other side.